Saint Ignatius of Loyola says, he who goes about to reform the world must begin with himself or he loses his labor. Until we decide to reform ourselves, we cannot hope to have any influence on our families, our culture, our politics, our world. Henpecking, nagging, one of these things that we women are prone to. Come on, let's be honest. If we're honest, we know that it's something that we do. We tend to nag, we tend to henpeck our husbands. And for the man, that's actually a nightmare. There's nothing more nightmarish than having a nagging wife. So throughout this episode, I'm going to use interchangeably the words henpeck and nag. So to give you a definition, henpeck, continually criticize and give orders to her husband or other male partner. In our case, we'll just say the husband. And to nag is to annoy or irritate a person with persistent fault-finding, or continuous urging. In effect, they're the same. If you can imagine the imagery of a hen using its beak to peck at something, it's something that it continuously does. And so, when we nag our husbands, we continually peck at our husband's until we drive them crazy. And guess what? Because of this, our husbands slowly start to lose their attraction for us, their desire for us, and it shows. Lifesmithing with Cynthia Burley. Now check this out. Nagging is a deathly serious topic, literally deathly serious. In 2014, the Journal of Epidemiology and Community Health published a study that said that men who were subjected to nagging and constant demands and worries from their partners experienced increased mortality within 10 years than those with less stressful relationships. I will link to the article in the show notes and you can take a look at it for yourself. So realize that nagging is not just annoying, it actually affects your health. And we know that. We know that stress affects your health. And the stress from your partner really affects your health, especially when it comes to men. By the way, that same study showed that that kind of nagging did not affect women in the same way. See, we have to understand that women have, tend to have a lot of friends, social support. Men tend to not have that same social support. In fact, many times when a couple gets married, the man becomes more social because the woman has the social support. The woman maybe uh, throws the parties or goes out to friends' house as a family. So the man gets more social support because of the woman. 
But generally, the woman is who he has, his wife, his partner. He depends on her for pretty much everything. And so if his wife is nagging him all day long, it's a bit stressful. Why do women henpeck or nag? You know, it's something I ask myself because if I'm honest, I do nag sometimes. Before I did this podcast, I actually asked my husband, do I nag you too much? He said, no, he's sweet. I think I do nag a little bit. I try not to, but why? Sometimes I ask myself, why, why am I nagging? What causes me to nag? And it's something that I've studied for a while because it seems to be something that women are prone to. And this started in the Garden of Eden. We want to control our husbands. Eve wanted to control Adam by persuading him to eat the apple. That's something that we get out of that. It's in our carnal nature. So there are a variety of reasons that women nag. This is what I've seen from experience, from myself, from watching other people. And I'm sure some of you have seen that as well. The first reason is that women hate men who lack self-confidence. So if a wife is with a man who doesn't seem to have a lot of confidence, she becomes frustrated. If she wants a man, for example, who will lead more, take charge more, he's not doing it, she becomes frustrated. And the way that she expresses that is by nagging and saying, Why don't you do this? Why do I have to tell you to do this? So it's out of frustration. She wishes that he were more confident. The problem is by doing that, you actually make the man less confident. Also, women were raised to believe that's what women do. If you grew up in a household where your mother henpecks your father, You come to believe this is what being married means. This is how a wife behaves. This is how a wife shows her husband that she loves him by henpecking and nagging him about everything from his hygiene to um, the way he dresses to the way he does things. Some women believe this is how a woman shows that she cares. And of course, that's not true. For some reason, we think that if we urge our husbands enough, they'll comply. So that's another reason why we nag. We think, okay, maybe if I tell him enough, he'll get sick of me talking and then he'll comply. And some do comply. I would say most comply. Most husbands are not going to just ignore the wife. They will comply in some way, but some don't comply and they do it in a really passive aggressive way. So they find a way not to comply without telling you directly, I'm not going to listen to you or you nag me too much and you get on my nerves. They just won't do it. So nagging coercion is not necessarily the way to get your husband to do something. Some women nag because they're frustrated about not getting enough help. And we find that a lot in women who have small children. They're so busy throughout the day. When the husband comes home, they want him to help out. And he should. And so they start to nag out of frustration because they're so busy. They're swamped. And the husband is not helping enough. 
And the last reason that some women nag is that there is a lack of marital affection or intimacy. So maybe the husband only comes to you and is affectionate with you in bed. Maybe he doesn't kiss you throughout the day or uh, is not affectionate with you. And that's frustrating. So because of that, because of the frustration, you end up nagging. Nagging can have really disastrous results. I mean, really negative and negative impact on the marriage. Nagging is like torture for the husband. Proverbs 19.13 says, A wife's quarreling is like dripping water that never stops. Dripping water that never stops. And then Proverbs 15 verse 1 says, A mild answer breaketh wrath, but a harsh word stirreth up fury. So I want you to think about these two things when you wonder why a man might lose attraction for you. So... He gets feelings of anger sometimes because of the nagging. And also he experiences torture, mental torture from the nagging. So these are some things that can definitely affect the marital bond, right? There's a clinical psychologist named George Morelli. He's also an orthodox. um, He caters to orthodox. I think he's a chaplain or something. He wrote something very interesting about nagging, which I want to read to you. And I will, of course, link to it in the show notes. He says, When a task becomes a symbol of power, a person being nagged wants to avoid the task as much as possible. Often, he engages in oppositional behavior to maintain some sense of control and asserts himself by acting contrary to what he perceives he is being coerced into doing. If a husband is constantly being reminded by his wife to help with the dishes, for example, he may purposely not help at all. How many of us know that, huh? Sometimes a nagged person starts a task in question, but does not meet the expectations of the coercive spouse. In the example of the husband above, The nagging wife may label him as completely uncaring because dishes were not washed perfectly. Comments like, it's about time or it's too late, are bantered about. Either way, the husband feels punished. Now, one thing I want to point out on this is that nothing is worse than the husband feeling that you think he doesn't care. We throw that phrase around a lot you just don't care but it's like nails it's like pounding nails into the husband's flesh when you tell him that because a husband especially a godly husband wants so much to please his wife and for you to say that the husband doesn't care is actually very painful so now we're going to discuss how nagging leads to a loss of attraction. Are you surprised that nagging can lead to a loss of attraction? If you are surprised, I'm not sure why. 
So if you're constantly nagging your husband, what eventually happens is that you have decreased communication. The conversations basically turn into episodes of nagging. Oh man, have I been through this where I find myself nagging, you know, this conversation, nagging in the afternoon, nagging in the evening. It gets to a point where, where you call your husband, he becomes tense because he thinks you're going to start to nag him. So this results in decreased communication because he really has no desire to start a conversation. Even the most innocuous question can lead to some kind of criticism or nagging. You know, often we'll hear husbands say, what did I do now when the wife calls? Because he expects the communication to be about the nagging. So because of, because of that, there's increased, there's decreased, I mean, communication. So there's decreased communication, there's less of a chance to speak to one another, to get to know one another, to see what what's in the heart of one another, to bond with one another through communicating. So we have decreased communication that does affect the attraction. Imagine when you first met your husband and throughout the courtship and early marriage, you spoke a lot. You communicated a lot. Sometimes it was a few words, sometimes it was a lot of words, but your communication helped to form this attraction, this affection for one another. So believe me, if there is less communication, the husband starts to distance himself emotionally from you. He doesn't have that same affection. How else does nagging lead to a loss of attraction? Well, if you think your wife is going to be nagging you, you're not going to be around them, right? So you spend less times doing things together. Why is that? Because usually if you're doing something together, you're talking. And then again, there's that fear that the person is going to start to nag you. So you start to stay away from them. This is especially true of men who aren't confrontational. They don't want to get into an argument. They're not going to tell you, look, I don't spend time with you because you're going to start to nag me. No, what they do is they slowly move away from you and don't spend time with you. Maybe they're spending all their time in the shed, in the garden. Maybe they're always finding something to do because they don't want to get into the nagging. So you have less time doing things together less time to enjoy each other just by being near each other. Sometimes you can be near your husband and you're not really talking, but just by virtue of the fact that you're together, you're growing closer to your husband. So if he's avoiding you, what's happening is that he's avoiding you. So you're not, you don't have the opportunity to grow closer. You yourself, you start to become resentful because you're wondering why doesn't your husband want to spend time with you? Maybe he doesn't love you anymore. All this affects the marital bond. The other thing that happens and is very sad is that the husband loses feeling of tenderness for you. When he started dating you, he would look at you in the way that you smiled, the silly things you said, the smart things you said. He would look at you with affection. That's my wife, he would say to himself. Those little quirky things about you. He just loves them. He develops feelings of affection for you when you do these things that are unique and characteristic of you. However, if 
most of the time when he thinks about you, he imagines you yelling at him or nagging him or pouting or being cross with him, then he doesn't have those same feelings of affection. You understand? He might experience other feelings like resentment, fear of being around you, shame because you're always criticizing him, inadequacy. If these are the feelings that he associates with you, then that's not going to translate into affection. You know, when it's time to go to bed, how is he going to express that affection towards you when he doesn't normally have those feelings for you? It doesn't mean that he's not going to have marital intimacy with you, but those feelings of affection won't be there. It'll be more transactional. Here's another reason why a man might lose sexual attraction for you. You become a mother figure. Now, there are two types of women that nag in our lives, right? For the man, it's the mother and the wife. And for the woman, it's usually the mother. The mother tends to nag because, she, you know, she's a woman and that's something that we do. And I don't want anybody coming back at me and telling me, oh, you're, you're using stereotypes, etc. Look, I know that there are different types of women. Not every woman nags or some women nag a little bit, but I'm just saying that it's natural for us. It's something that we are prone to do. It doesn't mean that everybody does it, right? But if you were to do a survey, you would see that most women do nag. And in the same way, there are men who nag, but most men don't nag. That's just what it is, <laughs> okay? Let's get over the whole stereotype business. So we're talking about in generalities, but most women do tend to nag and they have to fight against it. So going back to the whole mother figure. So the man knows that the mother is a person who tends to nag. Is a man attracted to his mother? No, or he shouldn't be, or he's sick, <laughs> right? A man is not usually attracted to his mother. Do you want to be a mother figure in your husband's life? You do not want to be a mother figure. That's the right answer. Because then he will not be attracted to you. And by mother figure, I don't mean mother to his children. I mean mother of him. If he sees you as his mother because you always tell him what to do, He's not going to be attracted to you. You know, that reminds me of my mother. She has Alzheimer's now and I usually have her for a month. I, I, I bring her from New York and I have her for a month. And because she has Alzheimer's, I have to tell her everything, what she needs to do, what time she wakes up, what time she takes a bath, what she needs to eat. And I noticed she started calling me. She started referring to me as her mother. She would say, you know, you my mother. And I would say, I'm your mother. Then she would laugh because she realized, oh, you're actually my daughter, not my mother. But in her mind, because I'm telling her what to do, I'm her mother. So in the same way, you don't want your husband to start thinking of you as his mother because he will lose his attraction for you. And that's a sad situation. Another reason why a man might lose his attraction for you is that you make him feel that he's failed as a man. He's not doing this right. He's not taking out the garbage. He's not fixing that appliance right. He's not fulfilling his duties right. So he feels like he's a failure. And in order for a man to be attracted to a woman and to pursue her, yes, a man can pursue a woman even in marriage, meaning he won't take her for granted. 
to initiate sex, he needs to feel like a man. And if he feels like a failure, he's not going to feel like a man. And again, he's not going to be attracted to the person who makes him feel like a failure. One of the things that makes a man attracted to his wife is that she loves him unconditionally and she wants him. And if he feels like a failure, he's going to feel that you don't want him. So these are the reasons that a man, a husband can lose attraction for his wife. So what do we do about it? How do we stop ourselves from nagging? So the question becomes, how do we give criticism without nagging? Earlier this week, I saw a story on a Facebook page called The Transformed Wife. It's a pretty good page. It's Protestant and it's run by this woman who used to be, according to her, very domineering. And she basically learned how to be a submissive wife. And so she writes books and she gives advice on it. And normally I agree with what she has to say. I would say maybe 90% of the time. However, there was a post this week that I didn't agree with. And basically it was a reader. It was about a reader who posted a comment or a question to the page. And then somebody else uh, replied. And so this was put on the page. And I want you to think about whether you agree with it or not. And I personally didn't agree and I'll tell you why. So here it goes. I'm from the South and it's almost as if women are trained to henpeck their husbands. I was taught this by my mother, grandmother, and aunt by example. I don't know why this happens because it not only makes the men feel depressed, it also depresses the women. I try not to do that. However, I don't know how to get things across without henpecking. For example, my husband will never take out the trash unless I ask him. And I'm an extremely headstrong, dominant personality. And he is not really a leader or teacher type. He is more the engineering type. I love my husband and we have a great relationship, though I could be nicer. Any words of wisdom? And someone responded, you know, there were many replies, but this is one of the replies. I just take out the trash myself. I expected my husband to when we got married because my father always did. When I asked him why he didn't take out the trash, my husband looked at me like, are you handicapped? So I have taken it out for over 20 years and it isn't so bad. In fact, right now you don't have trash service. So I have to take it to a dumpster. Sometimes I look forward to taking it out so I can stop at the thrift store. So some people on the page, of course, were like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. You know, do whatever your husband um, tells you to do. If he doesn't want to do it, don't do it. And I disagree because I happen to believe that taking out the trash traditionally has been 
the man's role. Now, I'm not sure why it's been the man's role, but I can guess that usually the trash is taken out at night. So I think it's better for a man to go out of the house when it's dark and go throughout the trash as opposed to sending the women to do it. I'm not saying the woman cannot do it. I take out the trash sometimes. However, I think it's the man's role and there's nothing wrong with that. Just as there are certain things that are my role and my husband can do them as well. So I don't think it's asking too much to take out the trash. So what's the solution? How do you tell your husband to take out the trash without nagging him? Because you want to nag him, you know, because you're frustrated and you're annoyed that he doesn't take it out without you asking him. So what do you do? Here's what I do. I put the garbage out by the door. Now, my husband, I know he wants to take out the trash. Sometimes he forgets. And I just, I just started taking out the garbage and just putting it by the door. There's a door that leads to the sunroom that he always passes by there because that's where his office is. And that sunroom leads to the yard where the garbage is or to the side, the side um, exit. So I just put it there. And he always comes and he takes it. He, for, he forgets, but he'll see it every time he passes. So I make it easy for him without really saying anything. And it works for us. So that's one option. Make it easy for him. Take out the garbage, tie it up and put it by the door. Now, the only way that he won't take it out is if he's being passive aggressive. And if he's being passive aggressive, it's probably because he resents your nagging. <laughs> so... He's being passive aggressive. Just talk to him and say, you know, I try to make it easy for you to take out the garbage, but I do notice that you still don't take it out. Is there something you want to talk to me about? I mean, do you do you not want to take out the garbage? Would you prefer if I take out the garbage? Just ask him so that he won't have to be passive aggressive. Hopefully he will communicate with you and tell you either he doesn't feel like you should do it or he feels you should take turns and that'll be another conversation or he just, uh, maybe he just forgets or whatever, but just talk about it. Don't just assume stuff and become resentful because if you do that, you're going to start nagging him. If not about that, about other things. Okay. What's the other solution? Well, sweeten the words with honey, honey. And this is literally using the word honey and also <laughs> figuratively using the word honey as in just say it nicely, right? Honey. Don't forget to take out the garbage. And hopefully he'll say, okay, honey, hopefully. Just say nicely, honey, don't forget the garbage. And when he takes it, thank you, honey. Or if let's say he takes it out without you having to tell him, oh, honey, thanks for taking out the garbage. You know, just, just say it sweetly so that it doesn't sound like nagging and he won't get annoyed. You know, use honey to sweeten the words. All right, so that's the garbage example. Now let's talk about some other things that you might nag him about. Let's say your husband dresses in a sloppy manner and you want him to dress better and you're a little embarrassed by the way he dresses when you're going out. So one way to handle that is to tell him why clothes looks good on him. So when he wears something that's really nice and you really like, make sure you compliment him and tell him how you love it on him. I mean, tell him that he looks hot if you have to, right? Don't be afraid or ashamed to tell your husband that he looks hot. He is supposed to look hot to you, right? Not to anybody else, but to you. So let's say he's in the habit of dressing in a sloppy way. So you're going out and he's wearing something sloppy. Maybe you might say something like, where's that green shirt I like on you so much? Would you mind wearing it? 
it makes you look so good would you mind wearing that so you can only get two answers after that either he'll say oh i don't have time right now it's, it's too late or he'll say okay sure right he'll say sure he'll go ahead and look for it or he might say you know i don't have time to it right now and if he says he doesn't have time to do it right now just let it go the next time you say it again and this time he'll know he'll know that you like the shirt and he'll make a special effort if he wants to please you okay that's one way definitely don't say why do you always dress sloppily you embarrass me you're supposed to look good for me why do you if you start nagging him that way he's gonna feel bad he's gonna feel emasculated and that's not gonna work all right here's another example your husband will not help around the house okay He's supposed to help around the house, right? We all have our duties. So if you're a stay-at-home mom, for example, your primary duty will be the household, cleaning the house, cooking, and also watching the kids. That doesn't mean that you don't get tired or overwhelmed, and it doesn't mean that your husband can't help you. In the same way, he may have his primary duties, but there may be times that he might need help because he's busy with something else. So then you pitch in as well. Right. So in my, your mind, you might be thinking, why do I have to ask him for help? It's obvious that I need help. Why do I have to cook seven days a week? Why doesn't he offer to cook one day a week and give me a break? He sees how busy I am with the kids. Well, that's the wrong way to think about it because that will only build resentment. Right. So what you do is you ask him when you need help. You say, honey, would you mind helping me with this? He'll help you. Now, when he helps you compliment him, for example, if he says, you know what? If you say, honey, would you mind cooking on Saturday, please, just to give me a break? And he says, okay, no problem. I'll, I'll help you. When he cooks, compliment him. Tell him how much you love when he cooks. Joke around. Say something like, you know what? I can get used to this. Make him feel good that he's helping you out, but do not lecture him that you know he should be helping you regardless so what it comes down to ladies at the end of the day if you want your husband to maintain his attraction to you and not feel resentful and not start to get really annoyed just by your very presence is to always use sweet words always use your gentle spirit as much as you can yes there will be times when you'll get mad you're human but when you can Use your gentle spirit. And I will leave you with this proverb. It's Proverbs 16, 24. Well-ordered words, and, and some translations say pleasant words. So well-ordered words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. God bless.